0: Good evening, I am W. Dan, and this is now the Candidates Debate Forum for the 5th District of Mendocino County. Uh, and like I said, I'm your moderator, W. Dan. I am assisted by Alicia Bales, and we have Ted Williams and John Redding on deck, ready to go and answer some questions and let you know about themselves and what their vision is for Mendocino County. I need to let you know that you're listening to this on KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. So this evening, we will have a chance to hear what the candidates for the 5th District have to say. We're going to give each of them three minutes to introduce themselves. We uh, determined who was going to go first by a coin toss, and it will be Ted Williams that will be opening up the introductions. Uh, Then after that, we will have a series of questions that we here at the station have come up with. Candidates will have two minutes to respond, alternating Uh, who gets to go first and if they want they can have a one minute for rebuttal if they choose at around seven we will open the phone lines for questions from you the listeners Uh, fifth district residents are encouraged to call this is southwest mendocino but anyone may ask a question Uh, we do ask that you think about what you want to say we're going to limit them to 60 seconds Uh, maybe prepare what you're going to say beforehand And we're looking to to avoid lengthy comments or platforming we will not tolerate ad hominem attacks I have a a button here that I can dump seven seconds so that means that we're ahead of you by seven seconds so please turn off your radio before you call in I'll try and put you on hold and you should be able to hear what's going on and then you'll hear a click and I'll say hello caller what's your name and that will be your chance to start give us your name and i'll say hello bob or susan and then you know that it's you so i guess that we're ready to go good evening gentlemen good evening ted are you there good evening howdy all right ted we will give you your three minutes to introduce yourself go ahead
1: good evening four years ago i ran for county supervisor because I care deeply about the people in District 5 and the county of Mendocino, where I was born and where I've raised our children. I brought to the office my experience as a volunteer fire chief. I learned what it takes to put out fires and save lives, as well as the resources and the collaboration needed to get the job done. I still go on calls. We need, a young, we need younger volunteers to carry on. I have progressive social values and I'm a fiscal conservative. We need economic development. Government can encourage economic development through avoiding unnecessary intrusion. I'm also data-driven and creative. I bring to the office a data-driven perspective on problems and potential solutions. The county budget process this year has been painful. We have less money in the year ahead, and yet the cost of providing services continues to inflate. It's hard to be creative in this context, but I try. There are reasons to be optimistic. The pandemic forced us to look at remote learning and remote working. More than 20 years ago, I began working from home while developing my own company. This helped me to understand the hurdles. Broadband remains an impediment for many, but there is hope. We'll be providing an update at the board meeting tomorrow afternoon, covering the imminent state deployment along our highways and the county deployment of last mile with an earmarked 57 million of state and federal funds. This will help us attract a desperately needed young workforce. Healthcare remains a concern, physical and mental health. Telemedicine will require broadband and training. Most of the challenges we face are intertwined. We must be strategic in allocating limited funds to ensure the quickest and most effective return on investment. It takes three votes at the Board of Supervisors to set policy. I've been successful in fighting for the fifth district while maintaining teamwork and collaboration with other supervisors. I'm also the candidate who believes in the human impact on climate change and will fight for a woman's right to make her own reproductive health choices. Thank you for spending the evening with us.
0: All right. Thank you. That was Ted Williams with his opening statement. Next up is John Redding. Go ahead, John.
2: Well, good evening. W. Dan and Alicia, thank you and KZYX for hosting this. I have participated in several candidates' forums this month. And to quote a great American thinker, Yogi Berra, it's like deja vu all over again. In March of 2018, there was a candidates' forum for District 5 supervisors, so four years ago, at the Greenwood Community Center. All of the candidates, including the incumbent, were asked to comment on the pressing issues of the day. Will it surprise you to learn that they That those issues were lack of housing, road conditions, cannabis permitting, lack of broadband, high pension liabilities, the need for water and better mental health services. Well, I was surprised. I was astounded, as a matter of fact, that actually four years later, we're still talking about these issues, which many have only gotten worse. What in the world has the Board of Supervisors been doing all this time? At this forum, the incumbent remarked that the county needs very clear metrics in order to track progress and get a feedback loop going. He said that he wanted people to evaluate his job performance based on metrics. Um, Now, I'm going to review these, and this is not a personal attack on Ted. Um, This is an election campaign, so I'm going to critique his job performance. He said, broadband, measure me by how many homes have." Are connected than before? Well, we don't know. I certainly can't find a report. It seems like Tesla and uh, Broadreach um, are doing more than the county. The incumbent talked about building more telecommunication towers. That wasn't pursued. He wanted to be measured on miles of, of roads that are paved and maintained. Well, we don't know. There are no, no reports that I can find, but I can tell you from talking to the Director of of, um, General Services Agency, the backlog of deferred maintenance is $60 million, or $300 million. Um, He said the county needs to issue more cannabis permits, and he would work to streamline the process. But in actuality, as we know, um, that hasn't happened the number of homeless on the street is still about 750 that hasn't improved lastly the uh, the incumbent said that outsourcing of core services such as mental health was a sign that the county was not doing its job failure of sending millions of dollars to third parties which consume a lot of overhead Yet, in the last three years we've done a lot of outsourcing habit with redwood community services has received multiple no-bid contracts worth tens of millions of dollars And then finally he said, if we get in such a state while I am supervisor, you won't have to recall me, I will resign. This is his um, statements from four years ago. I will address what I'm going to do when I have more time.
0: All right, thank you. That was John Redding. Both candidates have had their opening statements, and now we will start with a series of questions. Uh, We will alternate, and uh, as Ted had the opening statement i will go ahead and start with john Redding first and uh... then uh... ted you will have a chance to uh, if you want for a one-minute rebuttal so john yes. what what is the biggest obstacle mendocino county government faces and what concrete policy proposals do you have to address it
2: well for one thing staffing is too low when you look at uh... Well, everywhere in the county, staffing is low. The sheriff's down by 50 percent. The planning department's understaffed. Um, the hospital's understaffed. It's, it's the most prevalent problem we have and it's due to lack of housing. And lack of housing is the result of neglecting our economy uh, for all these years. And that's why I'm making uh, economic development my priority and um, in the second part is holding government accountable so that it actually helps and not as an obstacle so a couple of things that i would do one i would first reinstate the treasurer tax collector. it was a bad choice to eliminate that position because it eliminated some financial checks and balances um i would i tend to favor a, a working board some, some people call that the CAO model. I think the board needs to be more hands-on. They need to know more of the day-to-day operation in order to make good policy decisions. Uh, I know it's a big enterprise, but you can slice it up in some ways. Um, I would redo the general plan and look at the zoning again. Um, it's been, I think, the last general plan update was 60 years ago. Um, uh, so i think it's time to take another look at that and 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 configure the land use in a way that can um, actually incentivize i mean make possible uh, new housing thank you
0: all right that was john redding ted williams the same question what is the biggest obstacle obstacle medicino county government faces and what concrete policy proposals do you have to address them
1: Well, it's sustainability of our way of life, and that intersects with uh, water. We know throughout the county we have water shortages. It may not be a drought. This may be the new normal. Inland has very different problems than the coast, um, but we're all suffering the risk of water shortages. Concrete proposals, strong collaboration with state partners. Town of Mendocino got a $5 million uh, water storage tank. won't be enough to solve the problem. They need a water system, um, but it'll help. Those kind of partnerships with our state representatives are critical. Uh, Housing, I've been pushing for uh, an update, including more density on parcels that can support development with water and sewer. Um, Infrastructure, and again, this comes back to working with the state. We pay state taxes. We need some of that revenue coming back in the form of infrastructure grants. And there has been success. There's room for more success. Broadband, $7 million. We're partnering with the state uh to install our piece of that and uh, we'll be presenting tomorrow it's over a short timeline Uh, living wages the county can make a difference by setting an example Uh, government should not be hiring people at rates that uh, don't allow modest uh, living and and this has been going on far too long uh fire protection there's there's more we can do we're partnering with Fire safe council on defensible space clearing uh, tomorrow, we're talking about uh, additional funds for the 21 local fire agencies throughout the county. And I would say day-to-day operations, we do have a working board. All five are intimately involved. I can show you my, my uh, calendar on my phone. A lot of times, it's dark to dark. This idea that the board is uh, hands-off and leaving it to the CEO just isn't true. We meet on Tuesdays to set policy as a group, but there's a lot of work that goes on throughout the week.
0: All right. That was Ted Williams, and that was the question, the biggest obstacle in Mendocino County government and what it faces in concrete policy proposals. Uh, Mr. Redding, would you like a, a minute for rebuttal?
2: Um, well, not really. Uh, just one point. Four years ago, the incumbent stated that the county needs more control of water and less control by the state, and that the county depends upon state grants too much. But We have a case of that, as you mentioned, in the town of Mendocino, um, where we hoped and prayed and wished for a grant. And I remember I had a boss way back when. who said, Redding, Reading, hope is not a business plan. And uh, we can't rely on grants. And four years ago, the incumbent would
0: have agreed with me. Mr. Williams, would you like a minute to say?
1: Sure. Well, we we have a limited budget. There's only so much revenue this county raises. And frankly, there's there's barely enough to pull off public safety. So I'm happy to bring in grants uh, from state and federal sources. I think that money is well spent. I think it's deserved. People in this county work hard. They pay state and federal taxes. Um, I'm not beyond asking for that money to return in the form of infrastructure.
0: All right. Thank you very much. The next question goes right into that, and that this concerns the county budget, and this will be for you, uh, Mr. Williams, to start. There is a county budget shortfall this year and several funding areas where numbers are not yet currently available to the public or even to the Board of Supervisors. What can be done to create more financial transparency in county finances, and who is
1: responsible for it, and
0: why should voters care about it?
1: Well, Voters should care because uh, our job is to maximize efficiency, return the most infrastructure, the most services, the most justice with the dollars available. And the county, and this is multiple departments, including elected department heads, made the right decision about six years ago to automate. And they they purchased software. And um, it's been a long process. And it hasn't been nearly as smooth as the vendor had uh, promised. Uh, millions of dollars and years later it's getting very close i've been on a number of those calls and uh i've offered to assist in escalating it further it seems like it's moving today so you i would expect the uh, auditor's office to provide regular reports and i know today they would like to provide those reports um it's a very consuming process because of the glitches in software and then you know secondarily um, uh, we want reports from all of the departments Uh, for example department of transportation and a lot of those reports have been timely historically there have been carryovers i understand this year it's very likely that there will be a carryover and as you indicated um, we have less money than last year and the goal my goal is to not eliminate positions not reduce wages um, try to be creative about how we can provide continuity while we hope uh, revenue increases. I did bring an item to the board recently and gained uh, full support on uh, fair taxation. There are a lot of houses that are simply not on the tax rolls. And so, you know, if you happen to live in a house that's contributing to the tax base, you may be not getting the services you deserve because there are other houses that are uh, marked as vacant land. Won't be a quick process, but we need to start.
0: All right. Thank you. That was... uh ted williams uh the same question to you mr redding the county budget uh, I, shortfall yeah, this I, year and go ahead if you'd like to start right in
2: yeah um it's really unacceptable not to have regular financial reports and it's i mean it's easy to blame software and other problems but those have to be fixed because the public pays for the county services and And the county should not be a black box. It should be transparent. And finances are probably the thing that people are most interested in, is their money being well spent. I uh, am the treasurer of the Mendocino Coast Healthcare District. I was the chair of our finance committee. Every month, we had a report from the CFO. And it was available for the public. And I would insist upon that. If I'm a supervisor, I think in the past, the, um, the former CEO, Carmel Angelo, I'm told just refused to produce those reports. That's unacceptable. And I'm, I'm not going to surrender my independence as a supervisor to a CEO who wants to to um, dominate or control the county without accountability. That's just wrong. Um, one of the things that really gripes me is the, is the use of the consent calendar to pay for, or I mean, to um, vote on pay raises and other contracts. Some of those contracts are millions of dollars. During the midterm presentation of the budget, it was reported that there was, in fact, a $12 million deficit. And I believe it was the incumbent who proposed using COVID relief money put it into the general fund to help balance the budget that money was not intended for that purpose
0: thank you all right mr williams would you like to respond you have a minute if you'd like
1: yeah i think um uh, mr redding has a little bit of confusion about the structure of a county the county ceo is not responsible for the finances in a county um and and This is across the state. This is not unique to Mendocino County. There are a number of elected department heads. For example, Board of Supervisors and the CEO don't tell the sheriff how to run the sheriff's office or the district attorney how to run the district attorney's office. There are some departments that report to us. There are some that are elected by the people. The reports you're talking about would come from the auditor's office, perhaps the tax collector's office. As a supervisor, you don't direct that individual. You can ask them. You can reach out to see what resources they may need, and they are resource constrained. But um, you can't force uh, you can't force them to generate that report for you. And so, what comes what's very important in, in governance is co- learning to be a collaborator.
0: All right, Mr. Redding, if you would like to respond, you have a minute if you'd like.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, right. I think I do understand how county works. I've been um, on the Parks and Recreation Commission for the Santa Clara County. I was on a planning committee for the city of San Jose. I'm an elected official. I do have an idea of how it works and collaboration is necessary. But if, if the incumbent is suggesting that collaboration um, will get those financial reports, I guess he's not getting the collaboration he wants is he um as the elected official responsible for the budget if he can't if he can't um if people won't voluntarily produce those budget reports you have to insist on it don't you i mean that just seems right to me thank you
0: all right that ends that round of questioning Good evening, if you're just tuning in. This is KZYX. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, and we are hosting a live debate of the 5th District of Mendocino County candidates. This is between Ted Williams and John Redding. The next question, uh, this will be for you, Mr. Redding. The environment. Jackson State Demonstration Forest is predominantly in the 5th District. What is your position on CAL FIRE's management... Of the jackson state demonstration forest and do you support the coyote valley band of pomo indians in their call for a moratorium and co-management of the jackson state demonstration forest
2: i i'll confess i have not followed this issue in any detail i've been focusing on other areas but as the incumbent was saying, it's a matter of collaboration, isn't it? It, It's uh, the ability of parties with different positions to find common ground, reach compromise, and reach a workable solution. What is not helpful in any way is to to take out a position and then say, take it or leave it. Both sides have legitimate interests. Now, if um, Jackson Forrest is being damaged by uh, harmful practices that are not allowed by regulation that needs to stop and and be held accountable. I have no problem with another party like the Pomo tribe having a voice in this, having a seat at the table. Um, I think the more of the community that's involved in making decisions the better um there's too much control at the state and the federal level to suit me when when you sit across the table from somebody that you know personally face to face chances are you're going to come up with a, a workable compromise and a better outcome
0: thank you all right mr williams would you like me to restate the question
1: no i think i got it all right um, so jackson demonstration state forest Uh, I put together a resolution and reached out to Supervisor Jurde, and the two of us sponsored it, knowing we may not get full board approval. And if we we were to, would the state respond? And um, we brought it forward, long discussion, a lot of uh, public comment that was critical to the process, and we sent it off to the state. Uh, Shortly after, there was outreach from uh, the State Resource Agency. Deputy Director Jessica Morse got in touch with us and uh, she got a better understanding of our concerns, the public's concerns. And uh, she's come back once uh, with her team to one of our board meetings. And there were some exciting announcements may not be enough, but it's a very good start. They're talking about adding two uh, JAG seats. This is the advisory group, one for a scientist, one for a tribal member. They're talking about a scientific review of the entire uh, plan. Uh, they committed to detaching uh, payroll of the of the Jackson demonstration uh, state forest employees from timber harvest, so that they don't have to harvest trees in order to to pay wages. Um, and these a lot of these practices that we're upset about are in fact allowed. The issue is the climate's changing, and we want to see a sustainable forest. And uh, there's there's room uh, for forest health discussions between the employees. Uh, state officials, county government, and, and the people. Uh, for example, we don't need to clear cut a section of redwood forest to learn what a clear cut does to a forest. We have that research. And so we should be focusing on uh, climate research. What's the best move to preserve uh, water that condenses and drips below the redwoods to continue sequestering uh, as much carbon as possible and um, I think we've just been fortunate that we, uh, with the public support, we, re- we approached the state at the right time and we're starting to see some results. And uh, I hope that that uh, path continues.
0: All right. That was uh, Ted Williams. Mr. Redding, it's your chance for a rebuttal if you'd like.
2: Um, no, I don't have, think I have anything to add. I, I agree with much of what. Uh, Mr. Williams has just said, I just want to emphasize that every party in a dispute has a legitimate interest. And that has to be taken into account before you can reach a workable situation. So those who are in the timber industry, they have a legitimate interest. Those who want to preserve the forest, they have a legitimate interest. And it's the work of uh, people like a supervisor or someone else to to bridge that gap and um, come up with a solution that satisfies everyone. Thank you.
0: All right, Mr. Williams, you have a minute if you'd like.
1: It's our job to ensure that there will be a forest for the generation that hasn't yet been born.
0: All right, that was a quick and succinct statement we will be opening the lines in about five minutes uh if you'd like to call in i can push you on hold the phone number is 707-895-2448 if you have questions for either of the candidates mr redding or mr williams for the fifth district of medicino county the next question here is for uh you mr redding public health What has the COVID-19 pandemic taught you about access and equity to health care in our district? And what, if anything, needs to change?
2: Well, one thing I've learned from the past two years is that public health policy needs to be more balanced. We pursued a policy of managing COVID to the exclusion Of everything else. Um, At the hospital um, in Fort Bragg, we kept beds open for COVID surgery. Most of it didn't happen. That meant that elective surgeries, the kind that uh, you do if you have um, uh, any kind of serious ailment that needs surgery, those were being put off. And I, I, I don't have any numbers, but my heart tells me a lot of people suffered serious consequences maybe died from not uh, being able to get access to that care we also know that the number of suicides uh, doubled by one account we know that the lockdowns as it continued put more people out of work shut down small businesses which are the backbone not only of our county but of the country And um, it's having a tremendous, well, it is expected, and I think there are reports that show that the impact on the mental health and development of children has been severely um, damaged. So I would say what I have learned is we need to have a balanced public health policy that takes into account all of the um, public health issues. Thank you.
0: All right, that was John Redding. And next up is Ted Williams. Would you like me to restate the question,
1: Mr. Williams? Uh, no, I think I got it. Okay. Um, so its I, I think it's sad what's happened to public health over the years, the lack of uh, state and federal funding. And this was going on long before the pandemic. Then the pandemic hit, and we discovered just how short we were on, on resources, for example, public health nurses. And trying to ramp up during a pandemic, um, irrespective of, of funding available was, was challenging. Those nurses were in, in uh, strong demand, um, often by private institutions that could pay far more than, uh, than a county government. So um, I want to say, as we move forward, we need a stronger public health. We also need strong state and federal support. It's a large cost and um, our resources are already stretched thin. On the issue of the um, pandemic, I'm not going to uh, pretend that we didn't have a pandemic. Um, I do believe in science. Um, it was, there was hardship all around and it's not something any of us want to go through again. Um, I, this is an area where Mr. Redding and I do have uh, strong differences. I read one of his posts where he was urging the public to uh, not be in contact with people who had been vaccinated well, I don't see the science to support that—not one bit. Um, so I'm—I'm science-based. I leave it up to each person to uh, choose their own path. What's decide decide what's right for their body, um, but but I think our medical staff in this county worked extremely hard, and um, I want to give them a round of applause. All right,
0: that was Ted Williams, Mr. Redding. You have one minute to respond if you'd like.
1: It, yeah
2: what he's referring to was said in jest and that came it was a result of the most recent figures that showed that um, the unvaccinated now have less chance of contracting covid people with uh, the vaccine with no booster have a slight have a higher uh, chance of getting infected and those with a booster even higher i um, I worked at six mass vaccination clinics at, um, at the CV Star Center. I was part of a team that vaccinated nearly 2,000 people. I got vaccinated myself. I'm not anti vax and it was a real pandemic. But I, as I mentioned earlier, I think we overreacted uh, and consequence, there was other health uh, and mental health issues.
1: Thank you.
0: All right. All right, Mr. Williams, you have one minute to respond if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's more to it than that deflection. I mean, I saw post after post about calling it the China virus, posts about uh, being called out for calling it the China virus, asking why is that a racist remark? Well, you know, the news I was reading at the time showed Asian Americans were the victim of uh, crime that was um, off the chart and uh you walk around calling it the china virus there's repercussions for people who are vulnerable so um, i do take public health seriously take the pandemic seriously i'm happy that we're moving uh, forward that it's coming to a close but um, our job as elected officials and we're both elected officials today it's to look out for the most vulnerable members of our society
0: All right. Thank you, uh, Mr. Williams. That ends our first uh, round of questioning. And now uh, it's 7 o'clock, and you're listening to KZYX Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. This is the open forum for the uh, candidates of the 5th District of Mendocino County. This is a discussion between Ted Williams and John Redding. I'm your moderator, W. Dan, and I'm here with Alicia Bales, who's keeping time. If you would like to call in and ask a question of the candidates, you are welcome to do so. We ask that you keep it succinct and take no more than a minute to present your question. And then we will use the same format to uh, allow the candidates to both respond to your questions. But until then, until I get a call, I don't have any yet. The phone number is 707 895-2448. So we will continue with the questions that we have here. This is for you, Mr. Williams. Uh, Disasters. How is the county doing keeping residents safe during disasters such as wildfires? What efforts have been made? What has been a success? And what needs improvement?
1: So the county doesn't provide uh, direct fire suppression. Um, Cal Fire provides fire suppression in the uh the unincorporated or the state responsibility area but the county has made strides in funding local fire agencies who are often first at scene first water is best water if you can put out a small 10 by 10 spot that's that's fantastic that may that may save a a community and um, we've done it through direct fund allocation prop 172 funds we allocated millions in pg and e funds um, were, uh, we were uh, we put before voters the transient occupancy tax on campgrounds, arguing the tourists who come here cause a lot of incidents. It's time they, they pay their own way. And uh, tomorrow on the agenda, we're talking about as Measure B uh, uh, sunsets, uh, reallocating that available uh, sales tax revenue to uh, maybe fire, uh, maybe water. I'm not sure what the board will decide. But um, I'm 100% behind fire and EMS. It's one of the most challenging uh, services to provide across the county. It's also the most critical. And it, it's not just fires. I mean, you go to a call, and when it's a 90-year-old who's has a ground-level fall in her own home, that's as important as a fire. And um, I'm really proud of the volunteers that serve. Volunteer fires represents the largest unpaid workforce across the county, really keeps this place uh, going. Um And uh, I think the county will make progress on uh, building out OES and improving the alert systems. Some of this is cooperation with the sheriff, but we have a very good working relationship. All
0: right. Uh, Mr. Redding, the same question. How is the county doing keeping residents safe during disasters such as wildfires? What efforts have been made? What has been a success? And what needs improvement?
2: I think... I'd have to agree with Mr. Williams to some extent that this is the responsibility of the State of California. Governor Newsom pledged he was going to reduce the, um, I guess they call it the fuel load, the combustible fuel load in Mendocino County that um, often turns a spark into a mega fire. And uh, I saw a report where um, the amount of acres that he promised to do in actuality was a, was a fraction of that, and that's unacceptable. It's the role of a board of supervisors to insist that uh, that he keep that promise. I am encouraged that in terms of the, uh, fire um, management, that the state no longer is uh, takes a reactive role, that it went up fire gets out of control. The efforts are made to mitigate that. They are switched their policy just a few years ago to fire suppression. And that's why you see they're clearing out these fuel loads, trimming trees along the, um, the high voltage lines on Highway 20 and so forth. I am familiar somewhat with the Minnesota area Cal Fire strategic plan. And I think there's a lot of good ideas in there, especially about managing the interface between um, communities and open space, and, and timber in particular. And the county should partner with them or become involved with them or adopt some of their ideas. Um, I think that would be
1: a, a smart thing to do. Thank you.
0: All right, Mr. Williams, you have a minute to rebut or
1: reply if you'd like. Well, I'm I'm, I'm confused by some of it because we we do have a very good uh, relationship with CAL FIRE. And our OES, our local fire departments, CAL FIRE, uh, work together intimately uh, at just about every incident. And uh, I think the state has funded us. They've funded CAL FIRE uh, in a way that we've never seen. And, you know, Black Hawk Helicopter Inland, um, um, hiring that's unprecedented. Um, you know, and on one hand, it's is really great to see those resources. On another, it, it um, conveys what a risk the state sees in Mendocino County. And uh, our part of that partnership is defensible space, early alert warnings. Um, and, you know, as John alluded to, the Community Wildfire Prevention Plan, which is actually county-approved. Um, and it would be good to go back. You can find it on a previous agenda where we discussed it uh, and 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 approved and approved it. Um, and of course, funding our volunteer fire departments—they're um, the first on scene.
0: All right, Mr. Redding, you have a minute if you'd like.
2: No, I, um, I don't think I have anything further to add.
0: All right. Well, we have calls, so I'm going to go ahead and take a caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What's your name?
2: My name is George.
0: Hello, George. What is your question?
2: Well, I have a question. Of, um, my first question is, did Mr. Redding refer to the virus as the China virus? Did he or did he not? I'd like to know that. And my, I have a second question. And where does he stand on a woman's right to control her fertility? Is he opposed to her conf- making the decision, or does he want her to have that right?
0: All right, we'll give uh, Mr. Redding a chance to answer that question. Thank you for the question.
2: I think I referred to the China virus one time. That was at the very beginning of COVID, where the newspapers were referring to it as the China virus. Someone pointed out to me that that might uh, put Asian Americans at risk. So from that point on, I referred to it as COVID-19 consistently. as far as a woman's uh, right, uh, reproductive rights. I, well, I'm decidedly pro-life, but over the years, I have come to understand from talking to women that their view on the on the um, on the morality side of it is is different than mine. But they've come to it in good faith, so I would not criminalize by any means. Um, Abortion. While I was on the board, we were approached by one of the providers who asked permission to perform chemical abortions at the clinic. Now, I had to, I voted in favor of it because that's the law. I did not let my personal beliefs interfere with that decision.
0: Thank you. All right, Mr. Williams, I'll uh, let you go ahead and answer that as you see fit.
1: Yeah, so I I have a real problem with male politicians saying, "Well, I'm pro life for myself, but you know, I support women." Blah blah blah. Uh, we're we're not capable of carrying a fetus to term, and so it's this is a mutually exclusive. Do you support women's right to choose? It's not do you support your own as a man? That's 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 an oxymoron. And um, John, during the pandemic, I think it was November of uh, 2020, you were on social media comparing COVID deaths. To abortions, claiming that it was a factor of two to three. Imagine that sort of shaming to a woman over the hard, one of the hardest choices that she'll have to make in life. I mean, I'm looking at trigger laws around the country, one where an IUD may fall under uh, abortion and be criminalized. Uh, thinking about, will my daughter travel through an airport in that state? You know, and um, you can say this is uh, local, local government doesn't set um, uh, a woman's right to her reproductive health, but um, politicians running the state and country often start on local school boards, healthcare care districts, uh, city council, board of supervisors. It is absolutely a pertinent question, and I would appreciate you answering it in a straightforward way, just as it was asked. Do you support a woman's right to choose? Are you pro-life or pro-choice?
2: Well, I think that's a false dichotomy. <laughs> this becomes... Um, you're, you're, you, I'm confused. What
1: you're let, me, let me clarify. Do you support a woman's right to make decisions about her own reproductive that. health? I
2: think I said that, Ted. So don't interrupt, please. I think I said that. Um, I, I voted for chemical abortions at, at the hospital. Um, I made that comment, which you're taking out of context, of course, because... I have heard from numerous women, especially during this campaign, that it's one of the most difficult decisions they have to make. And I was just noting that there was twice as many abortions as COVID deaths, meaning that it was a, it, supposedly twice as many agonizing, terrible decisions. I, I was being sympathetic.
0: All right. That was uh, one minute for uh, Mr. Redding's rebuttal or reply. And if, Mr. Williams, if you would like in the idea of fairness to have one more minute, you are welcome to.
1: Well, I don't know how far to take this, but, but John, in an email you wrote to the MCN listserv, uh, I'll quote you, quote, By the way, I blame women, and I mean all women who have ever lived or who have ever lived for the violence in the world, who, after all, gave birth to all evil men and were just too lazy to abort them, question mark, end quote. This has been an ongoing theme in the community and you know I'm looking out you're you're an elected official at a health care district we're talking about women's reproductive health rights I would I would appreciate a retraction of some of these comments I find it offensive and hurtful and really goes against the spirit of looking out for our population
0: all right that ends uh that caller question i've had other people calling in and i put you on hold please stick around and i will take your questions but there is no one right now on hold or calling this is the candidates debate between uh, ted williams and john redding the fifth district supervisors race let me uh excuse me that's not uh it's the uh medicino candidates debate uh, let me put some people on hold here, I'm trying to do a couple different things at once. Hello, caller, you're on the air. What's your name, and what's your question?
2: My question is, do the supervisors support funding the museum, the county museum? And if so, how can we fund it? Can we fund it with an eighth of a percent uh, cent charge on of sales tax like we're doing trying to do for the library is the museum an important service to service for the county thank you
0: all right thank you caller for the question um, mr redding it's your uh, your chance to start
2: i think they are valuable um i think libraries are valuable even in this digital age And I think parks are extremely valuable. Parks are where communities begin. All of these have been underfunded year after year by the county. Uh, I'm thinking uh, only $600,000 was budgeted last year for six county parks and the museums. Now, the money all went to museums, I'm told. And none went to parks. But that's because such a paltry amount was was allocated. Everywhere I've lived, I've been on parks commissions everywhere I go. Parks are the lowest priority. Museums are the lowest priority. <coughs> Excuse me. And libraries are the lowest priority. <coughs> In San Jose, where I lived, the uh, city council decided to uh, limit the hours of libraries and parks. We didn't have any museums. Excuse me. Um, and when the people got upset, they said, well, let's pass, let's pass a couple of measures to um, raise uh, money specifically dedicated for those purposes, and the public overwhelmingly voted for me. I, I think that's an acceptable solution. I would support it, but at the same time, <laughs> It angers me that parks and libraries and museums are always at the bottom of the list of priorities. And there's other things which are not as valuable
1: that do get funded.
0: Thank you. All right. Mr. Williams, same question. How do you feel about the museums and funding them?
1: This has come up in recent times because um, we're having a difficult uh, budget year. There's not enough revenue. And uh, staff has pointed out some of the non-public safety um, uses of of our discretionary budget, and um, there's not there's not much there's not much fluff in this county. It's almost all public safety. I'm hopeful that the museum will stay open. Um, I think that they will come forward with a proposal on how to reduce it. And there's a legal mandate. We we have to pass a balanced budget. And I can't go to the sheriff and tell him to we're going to give him less this year. Somebody calls 911. They deserve that response. And and it's already sparse. And district attorney, same, public defender, alternate defender. You go down the list of, uh, of general fund spending, there's not enough left at the end for a lot of the uh, obligations we would like to take on, like the museum and, and parks. It's true, there's deferred maintenance at the parks. Um, 2019, I was part of the assessment to uh, detail safety concerns, um, uh, areas that need improvement at parks in the fifth district we did that because we believed there were state funds that we could tap into. Hasn't come to fruition. We're not giving up. And uh, the board uh, a couple weeks ago allocated 175000 for Bower Park. Um, that's after staff maximized their existing budget for tree removal. Uh, it's, it's a tough problem. There's not enough revenue in this county to do everything we want to do. Um the $0.08 cent, uh, tax idea is interesting. That's actually how the library uh, functions. There's a tax, a sales tax you pay that funds the library, and I, I think that was a really good move to detach it from the county general fund. I don't know if we need the same for a museum, but I think we need to find ways to create multiple revenue streams and not rely on, on solely on general fund. Museum costs is about 550000 a year, might bring in 25000 um, grant opportunities, um, partnerships with other uh, nonprofits. there's got to be a way to bring that down so that we can fund fire, drought mitigation, and uh, a lot of the other uh, services the public demands.
0: All right, Ms. Redding, you have one minute to respond if you'd like.
2: Yeah, and I want to talk about economic development and how it relates to these uh, needs. The county um, has received a report from Beacon Economics. It's called Economic Development in Mendocino County, and it paints a pretty dire picture. Um, Manufacturing has fled. uh, Agricultural business is down. Cannabis, which was hopefully going to fill up our coffers, has cratered. The rest is tourism, health care service, retail those are not job multiplying businesses we need to have an economic developer uh, development director who works with companies like the west company and other private individuals to grow businesses to attract businesses that have job multipliers of five to ten and that can be done probably starting with ag that would be my focus we need to we're not going to cut our way out of this we're going to grow our way out of it
0: all right, Mr. Williams, if you'd like, you have a minute.
1: Yeah, I think it's ironic that you have the progressive here telling the Republican why we want to keep government from trying to run businesses. Government is for services private industry cannot provide, right? Like police uh, force, uh, fire, EMS, roads. And you, you, the, the county can't be in a position of, of incubating private industry businesses or telling business how to operate. Government uh, isn't good at much. The last thing you want to do is have it interfere with the business community. What would attract businesses is knowing it's a safe community, we have good infrastructure, we have good services, and we stay out of the way of businesses, except for those that are you know, gross polluters. We're not going to have a coal train running through the county. Um, so economic development, yeah, it's critical. The place to do it is not county government. It's for private industry to come together. Frankly, I think Ross Liberty with Factory Pipe putting together a video to attract businesses to the county is more powerful than anything we could do.
0: All right. We have callers on hold, so I'm going to go to their questions. Not that one. They didn't like my answer. No, maybe not. They're not there either. Boy, people are dropping off like flies. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, caller. You there? What's your name?
1: Hi, I'm S.A. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Hello, S.A. What's your Um, question?
1: My
2: question for the candidates is with respect to water security in the town of Mendocino. So my question is twofold. One, how do you feel about developing a municipal water system for the town of Mendocino and surrounding area? And related to that... How do you feel about the idea of incorporating the town of Mendocino?
0: All right. Thank you for the question. This is uh, for you to start with, Mr. Williams.
1: Well, incorporation has been attempted six times in the town of Mendocino and has come very close. And um, I I have been working with a group to look at the pros and cons. I'm not pushing it, but it would be a way to keep some of the, uh, the bed tax, the TOT and sales tax, uh, within the, the town that generates that income. And um, it's, it's tough. we got two supervisors covering the coast. It takes three votes to allocate any funds. The town of Mendocino contributes far more to the county than the services and infrastructure it receives back. On, on water, absolutely, it's time for a w- water system. Um, but we also need a source. There's been a lot of money and research that's gone into identifying water. It's not a lot of water nearby. And, um, you know, desal uh, can work on the Noyo. It's not going to work on Big River. It's brackish. Maybe 10, 11 miles up, it's brackish. Different dynamic. Um, the most immediate solution is uh, increased individual uh, storage tanks, and the county continuing to loosen the rules to allow those the storage tanks without um, onerous permitting. And uh, the storage tank that uh, Senator McGuire helped uh, secure, $5 million to build, that may not be operational for another three to five years. Government moves slow. It's not a lot the county can do about that. It's the nature of uh, projects in California and working under CEQA. But um, individuals, perhaps with with grants, could uh, store enough water in the winter to get through the hardest months in the summer. But that's, that's a Band-Aid until we can get a water system developed. Anderson Valley has been extremely uh, successful in getting their project moving, Prop 1 funds, um, upwards of $30 million. Town of Mendocino likely has a median income too high to qualify for those funds. That may be an opportunity for us to um, uh, negotiate with the state.
0: All right, that was uh, Ted Williams. Mr. Redding, it's your chance to answer the question about Mendocino, the town of Mendocino, uh, water security, and whether there should be a municipal water source developed, and about incorporation.
2: Yeah, certainly a municipal water system is important. Um, uh, well, I guess it was last summer. It came within a hair's width of running out of water, and it was pretty scary time. I lived near Mendocino. I want to go back to comment. Mr. Williams said about economic development, government isn't good at it. That's not what I was suggesting. What I was suggesting is allowing private entities to uh, develop their economics. They are better at it. That's why I'm confused by the answer that having government step in. And providing water solutions, even as he says that the pace of government um, is is appropriate. After his earlier comment, it doesn't. It seems to contradict one another. I think in the business that I was in, uh, we worked on distributed solutions as opposed to centralized one. That big water tank that's going kind to of set up there on on the school property, five hundred. And it won't even be available unless water deliveries are ever run out. Wouldn't it be better if we made it easier for everyone in the town to have a storage tank? And finally, I'm in favor of, of water catchment systems. Currently, the state uh, has a limit, or, or they regulate those catchment systems when they get to be a certain size I don't know why in the world that is the case. We're in a drought and people want to put water based storage basins on their property and the state says no or they make it difficult. I don't understand that.
1: Thank you.
0: All right. I believe, uh, Mr. Williams, it's your chance if you'd like a minute to respond to what. uh... Well,
1: well, the county did waive the permitting for um, individual storage tanks for businesses and homes. That was done during the, the drought. And the idea of that storage tank, um, it's not as good as a water system. You're right. But uh, for the town of Mendocino, when they go dry, being able to haul water a mile is a lot better for their pocketbook. That's a lot better for the climate than hauling water from the city of Ukiah to the city of Fort Bragg and then out of the city of Fort Bragg to the town of Mendocino. We, We can't do that again. Consider the amount of diesel to move three thousand gallons from Ukiah to the town of Mendocino. So I, I you know, I think Senator McGuire um, really came through for us on uh, getting a state allocation for that um, that water tank. We're going to have a local source, and yes, we need plumbing. We need a full uh, water infrastructure. But um, the first time, the next time the town goes dry and they can pull water locally, what a gift!
0: All right, Mr. Redding, you have a minute if you'd like.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think we're probably in agreement on this. One. A municipal water system would be a benefit to people. Um, I think, again, we need storage basins um, and other innovative ideas. Desalination, it's, it's I studied this a little bit in my former job. They need big power plants in order to be effective. And uh, there's one big desalination plant in Carlsbad, 50-megawatt um, power plant, you know, produced a lot of water, but it got denied by the Coastal Commission. Uh, I, I wish desalination could work here, but I think there's too many obstacles in its way thank
0: you all right we do have calls i have some people on hold hopefully they stuck around hello caller you're on the air what is your name
2: Uh, it's alicia hello alicia i was wondering
1: what their opinions are on taking down scott's dam all right give their opinions on that thank you so much
0: all right we will uh ask them that question mr redding i believe you are uh up to answer question first
2: yeah uh, this is the Potter valley project I, I think um and it's scheduled for decommissioning just the other day FERC, the federal energy regulatory commission issued an order to PG&E to come up with a decommissioning plan well it's a tough one. i mean there's competing interests i know the um the case made for preserving or expanding habitats Breeding grounds for salmon, and all. But on the other hand, there's a legitimate interest of people in Santa County to have more access to water uh, for agriculture to have the water it needs. Um, the issue of this water rights, and I, my understanding is, uh, we're not getting our full allotment, even with the dam. Uh, so. I think I think I think I'm I'm in favor of the dam coming down only because it's old and decrepit. But something has to be put in place in order to store water and then uh, allocate it to Mendocino County.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, Mr. Williams, you have two minutes if you like.
1: Yeah, this is one of the more complicated uh, situations the county faces, and as usual, um, the the powers are very fragmented. We don't we're not a sole authority. Um, it's actually unclear how much influence we will have, and this is why um, being being a team player and, and cooperating is is so critical. You know, Congressman Huffman uh, will listen to Mendocino County, but he also has the ear of of neighboring counties and the the Potter Valley project. Um, created an unnatural flow of water. But that was 100 years ago. There's now two, there's an ecosystem on the Eel River that depends on that flow. And uh, the Eel River, I mean, is it, is it the Eel River's last chance? Do we need to to, to mitigate some of that d- diversion? And what does it mean for a dam that perhaps never should have been uh, installed on a community's need for for water? There are a lot of parcels that simply uh, don't have well water as an option that depend on on that water. I think that um, you're not going to like this, but uh, it's not possible to answer the question about Scott Dam in a vacuum. There needs to be a more holistic approach that focuses on how to protect the environment and how to protect water system for a community that otherwise couldn't flourish. And although it's not a fifth district issue per se, there's a farm gate multiplier. The dollars that come into farms inland affect the coast, just like tourism on the coast pays for services inland. So um, I've learned to try to stay in my lane and um, give the respect to the supervisors who actually represent the districts most affected. And I don't I don't want to front run them um, by stating an opinion here, but I I, I think it's um, it's going to be a challenge to protect the public's uh, water need and and the environment. And the way we do that is we come together and and collaborate and make the best decision we can given the the, the options. All right,
0: Mr. Redding, you have a minute to reply if you'd like.
2: Yeah, um, uh, and it may seem tangential, but I was just reading about the Sykes Valley Reservoir, proposed reservoir, north of uh, Sacramento. Um, it would be the first reservoir developed in California in some time and has the backing of um, you know, a lot of elected officials, cities, counties, water agencies. Um, but it's being proposed by environmental groups. Here's another example of uh, trade-offs have to be made. I, I don't think there's any way we could participate in that. You couldn't get the water here, but we should be, as a region, considering similar projects in order to
1: ensure our water future.
0: All right, Mr. Williams, you have a minute if you would like it.
1: Yeah, I've also been tracking uh, in in parts of Europe, uh, there's water from air. We have very humid air here on the coast, and uh, there may be an opportunity at a lower energy input than desalinization and a much lower cost than uh, building a reservoir uh, extract some of the water that's in our our, um, foggy coastal air. And uh, you see these uh, deployments on the coast of Sweden, and, you know, part of being a county supervisor is you get out in the world and you look at best practices and ideas elsewhere and see what we can bring home. I'm hopeful in the area of water. We may find best practices, perhaps also trash. Um, we ship our trash out of county, and so we're using a high uh, uh, carbon footprint to stick it in somebody else's backyard. Maybe that's the best we can do, but periodically it's good to review those ideas and see what's, what's best for the people and the environment.
0: All right. We have callers on hold. Hello, caller. What is your name and what is your question? Hello? Hello? Hello, caller. What's your name and what is your question?
2: Yeah,
1: Hi, my name's Ishvi, and I'm curious how you square a county situation where, on the one hand, we're running deficits and it's told we have a hole in the budget, and on the other hand, we're understaffed at places like planning and building, when we can't really hire more help if we don't have the money to do so we're faced with how are we going to get better efficiency out of the public employees that we currently have um and how do these supervisor candidates propose to do that particularly in the public service area like planning and building thank you very much
0: all right that question goes to you mr williams
1: Well, internal efficiency is right. Uh, One of my first items back in 2019, um, getting space on the agenda can be tough. And uh, so my item had uh, sub-items A through T. And they were all efficiency and modernization. And one of them was related to the county's email system, which was just um, uh, time sync. And uh, we finally got the upgrade about a week ago. And so you imagine if it saves 15 to 30 minutes per employee on average and you have 1,000 employees, that's an internal efficiency. Doing away with so much paper pushing, that's internal efficiency. We need to uh, somehow do more maintaining the current uh, headcount. We can't keep growing because we can either pay people well or we can hire more people uh, at the current rates. And we're going to do better with an efficient, well-paid uh, county staff. As far as the, the permitting, I've been fighting to get all of the permitting online. We got some of the permitting online. It's a good start. There's more to do. You shouldn't have to drive to Ukiah or Fort Bragg to uh, interface with the county. Everything should be online. You can, you can work with uh, the government of Estonia online, but not necessarily the government of Mendocino. It's not for the lack of diligence on the employees. They're trying to pull this off. Um, it's the lack of seed funding it takes money to build that sort of efficiency so i think i I think the caller is absolutely right Uh, we need more internal efficiency and uh, we need to attract talent and a lot of young people they're not going to come work in a county where they have to uh, uh, push a lot of paper they expect modern tools so the internal the modernization is not just um to squeeze more out Uh, of the current government. It's also to attract the sort of talent that we need uh, to provide the next generation.
0: All right. Mr. Redding, you have a chance to let us know how you feel about staffing during budget shortfalls.
2: Yeah, First of all, it came to mind something Peter Drucker, the management writer, said years ago. The job of uh, a manager is to be efficient the job of a leader is to do what is effective. And while it's good to have a, make efficient use of the resources, you have to ask yourself, are we using them effectively? And in the case of understaffing uh, planning, no. Um, that is where the county can uh, can grow. It can start to make an impact on our economy. Instead. I gather, gather over the last year or more cannabis permitting was dumped on the planning department and so they couldn't handle the workload given their their staffing. I mean, there needs to be a, 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 a better use of resources to make, make them more effective is what I would say. I'm, I'm thinking back to four years ago when incumbent so we we shouldn't be hiring new staff because that implied a pension commitment that we can't afford, and suggested that to make up for the staffing shortages uh, we should make homeless people work. Um, uh, this is this is just muddled thinking. What you need is to do an audit, you know, an organizational audit, identify those areas which are most important to the community, which um, grow the economy, put revenue in our coffers, and fund those properly. Everything else, you you may have to fund less of.
0: Thank you. All right. Mr. Williams, you have a minute if you would
1: like it. Yeah, I actually think that um, jobs for homeless um, is important. I see that um, other communities that have taken this approach um, have had success. Not everybody has a seat in mind to work. And being homeless usually isn't uh, primarily for economic reasons, but there's dignity in work and having a purpose, getting up, getting clean, having something to do, it can be an element of treatment. And I actually brought this before the board and, and got support. I think it's still in the queue. We have a lot of, um, a lot of items in the queue and we're picking off Uh, the the top priorities but I I hope we can get back to working on that you know this comes back to working together John I think it was even today that um, somebody commenting about the infighting on the healthcare district that a a few board members will need to exit and you said amen imagine being on the board of supervisors and talking about your your fellow supervisors that way you're not going to be able to get to three you need collaboration
0: all right Mr. Redding the final word is yours on this topic
1: well
2: i would i would love to collaborate and i collaborate well with my colleague norman deval who was treasurer for ted williams four years ago i collaborate well with jessica grinberg another colleague it's just that the other the other colleagues aren't interested in collaboration that's what i found um they're combative they are irresponsible. They did not follow through on their commitments. They basically have abandoned their roles. And I object to that. Uh, And I I call it out. You can't have a successful team when two of the members aren't interested in doing their job. It just doesn't happen. So somebody has to call it out and hope to remedy. Sure, I'd love to collaborate. I do, but You can't collaborate with everybody.
0: All right. Thank you. We are towards the end. We have time for one more caller question, I believe. Hello, not that caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What's your name?
2: Oh, it's Alicia again. I just wanted to ask Mr. Redding, uh, why did he say that his opinion for taking down Scottsdam when... What's his point of being supervisor if he goes by his own opinions? And how long has he been living in here? Isn't he, he's a,
1: is he a generational person? And what is his point for being supervisor if he comes up with opinions by one point about Scottsdam being potentially uh, in a bad uh, state of structure? Uh, aren't supervisors supposed to look to what the public needs are?
0: thank you all right well let mr Ridding address that
2: well you're right supervisors are elected to represent everybody but it's rare where the public is unanimous about any given topic and when you vote you're expressing an opinion you do your research in advance you gather the facts Your data-driven, as Mr. Williams says. Uh, But in the end, you have to vote. And that's an expressing an opinion or a judgment. Um, So I think, in answer to your question, Alicia, there are trade-offs and compromises, and they're difficult to reach sometimes. And it creates controversy. And controversy should be okay, as long as the decision is one that we can all live with. Thank
0: you. All right. Mr. Williams, if you'd like to address uh, that, you have two minutes if you'd like.
1: We, we, as a county, we accomplish more working together, trying to find common ground, remembering why why we're signing up to service as public servants. It's not so much about my opinion. It's about representing the people. And um, it's true. You don't always have people aligned but you make uh, every effort to try to build that common ground to try to search for compromise, and um, and then uh, you try to uh, you try to instill that on your on your colleagues and debate based on merit. You can debate hard, but you get out of the room and you remember that they're here to serve just like you are, and you're friends, and you're going to work hard on the next issue, even if you had a disagreement on the last. So I'm I'm back to um, teamwork and collaboration and really listening to the people
0: all right well thank you for that um i guess we do have time for another call if somebody wants to call in really quick um if it's okay with you gentlemen uh, since we're kind of running up against the clock we have to be out of here at eight o'clock so we're just trying to look at uh, how we time this out i have some other questions here and i was wondering if you'd be okay if we went with just a a two-minute question uh for each of you with no time for the one minute uh, reply or rebuttal, if that's okay with both of you. We'll go with that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Alright, so this question this question will be for uh, you, Mr. Redding. Uh, what can be done to better serve our Latino and immigrant residents? What are the issues you believe they face in Mendocino County, and does the county have a role to play in addressing that?
2: Yes, you do. Um, Fort Bragg is a certified disadvantaged community with 60% Hispanic population. Um, they, uh, the median salary in Mendocino County is 45, 46,000. And I suspect it's less than that among um, Hispanics who. Uh, often provide the essential services that are backbone of our economy. I keep going back to economic development. You can't help those people, you can't help any people uh, if your economy is in your county is grinding to a halt, which it is. It's not working and everyone knows it and we need to change course. We need to take action. We've got to stop talking about it and having committees and stuff like that collaboration is fine but what isn't there room for a leader someone to say we need to be take urgent action we need to move forward and and i i think that has a proper place in collaboration and teamwork so to help the disadvantaged community, Hispanic, we need to provide affordable housing. We need to provide uh, conditions where they get better wages and um, and make sure that they get the health care that they need, particularly preventative health care. It's a lot cheaper than what we have now, which is sick care. Um, so those be things that, that I want to do. And... I think, yeah, thank you. That's that's the end of my comments.
0: All right, Mr. Williams, same question to you. What can be done to better serve our Latino and uh, immigrant residents here in Mendocino County? What are the issues you believe they face in Mendocino County? And does the county have a role to play in addressing them?
1: Yeah. So uh, all of the cliche answers that you would hear from anyone in a political race, right, jobs, housing, services, all of that applies as always, but I think there's an opportunity for the county to um, change it, the tone. Imagine you're an immigrant, and uh, maybe you're, you're documented, maybe you're not. You may not speak the language, or you may not speak it very well. You're vulnerable. There are a lot of people in our society that are vulnerable, and um, the words we use matter. Um, you know how it's, it's it's not just immigrants; it's uh, transgender. It's sexual preference, and uh, it's you don't have to think about whether um, classes are protected. You think about h- how they want to be treated. There are people that are a lot. I'm a white male in America. The system is rigged for me, and um, you know my, my family has been in this country for a long, long time. Imagine um, there's something that you're you're not in the in that same position. You show up here. You're working hard. Immigrants work extremely hard, probably harder than some of us who were born here and um, often they're just looking for a safe modest lifestyle they just want to get by and I, I think the tone really matters there was an Asian American who told me during the pandemic she had somebody throw um, a uh, beverage at her on the street and tell her to go back to where she came from and th- that's why I don't want to call it the china virus and you know in the abstract that's the same that's the same problem we have against um, all non-white males you know straight population. And uh, it's, it's very easy to say that I uh, bootstrapped myself and, you know, I, I, I built my career, built my business. Well, you built it on the public infrastructure that was, that was provided to you um, in a system that was really rigged to make it easy for you. So what can we do for, um, for Latinx, for immigrants, for uh, – I, I think we can change our tone. We can really look out for them. All right. We do have a caller
0: on. We screened this call, so we're going to make it real quick. We'll give you each one minute to uh, answer this question and then uh, a response, a one-minute response. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What's your question? Uh, yeah. I was talking about the, uh, the POT program. Um, I can't think of any other uh, program where the dysfunctionality of government is more on display than with the uh, non-functional state-county Uh, roadblocks that are created just to uh, uh, basically block block people from uh, making uh, money in a dying industry anyway. Is it going to get better or worse? All right, let's let's let them answer that question. Hello. uh, uh, Mr. Redding, your your chance to respond for a minute.
2: Look, does it look like it's going to get any better? Uh, The market price is cratered. Uh, growers are leaving Mendocino County, I'm told, for for other places where they can get a permit and get in business. Yeah, the permitting has been a nightmare. Uh, there's been three attempts, I think, at getting it right, and none have worked. Uh, I think part of the problem is the responsibilities between departments are not clear. The West Company suggested to the county that uh, they hold Um, workshops to show people how to successfully fill out uh, an application so they wouldn't have to be reworked by staff. And the county government is so insular, they said, no, we're not interested. Um, That's not adopting best practices. That's that's rejecting them.
0: All right. Uh, Mr. Williams, you have one minute.
1: Yeah, it's hard to sum this up in in a minute, but uh, just like small farmers are uh, struggling, uh, the county is struggling. This is a system the state set up that rural counties uh, with legacy cultivators can't possibly uh, find success. And um, the the issue is not showing applicants how to fill out their, their application. That's the wrong approach. The issue is the LSAs, the uh, tree removal satellite images, an ordinance that doesn't align with state law that now can't be changed uh, sort of a four-year EIR, um, holding small farmers to the same standard as putting a gas station in their backyard for what should be an agricultural crop. California has passed Prop 64 to, to say, stop putting people in jail over marijuana. And uh, what we have is a system that uh, really rigs for the large agribusiness out of county.
0: All right. Well, uh, unless either of you object, we will end it there and let you make your final statements. Is that okay with both of you? It's just fine. Thank uh, you. All right. Mr. Redding, we will let you go first with the uh, final statement. You have three well, minutes.
2: Let me, let me thank you, W. You, Dan and Alicia, for hosting us tonight. Um, I enjoyed the questions from the audience. I didn't seek out endorsements um, for my campaign. I didn't even ask the GOP for an endorsement. And it's ironic that Mr. Williams did um, seek out their endorsement, and citing that he and the GOP had shared values. But one endorsement sought me out, and that was from Mr. Chris Skyhawk, who you may recall was a candidate from four years ago and had to drop out of the race because of a stroke. He, If we're to come together as a community, we need people with integrity to be our leaders, and that's why I'm endorsing candidate John Redding. John has extensive personal and professional experience that will benefit our county. I very much appreciate his call for the county to actively engage in economic development. Um, As I've gotten to know John, I find him to be a smart, sensitive, and responsive person, and I believe the people of the 5th District will find him the same. There's much to recommend, John, for this position. So let me first acknowledge how courageous Chris Skyhawk is. He uh, he bravely is overcoming the effect of his stroke, and and now he's being personally harassed for endorsing me. Just today, he informed me that he's been uninvited to speak at the Casper Four Fest, despite being one of their leaders, and because he endorsed me. And so, if any of the organizers are listening, please reconsider and find common ground with the rest of us and re-invite Mr. Skyhawk to be. address the group i just hope everyone can put aside their differences for this election focus on the things that we can agree on minnesota county grinding to a halt before our very eyes and we have to have adopt a sense of urgency um, to develop our economy and infrastructure and hold our government accountable when they get in the way change is difficult it makes us uncomfortable Um, let me suggest that you may have to vote outside your comfort zone this time Um, So, in closing, my goal in this campaign is to rebuild our sense of community so we can do amazing things together. I will not make divisive issues the centerpiece of my campaign but rather focus on those issues of common interest. Can we all agree? I think we can that economy needs revitalizing. Can you imagine uh, a thriving economy that gives housing developers the confidence to build new homes? Wouldn't it be great if everything that needs a permit could be accomplished more quickly by a responsive county government? And finally, I'll represent all of District 5. I have worked hard to meet people in Anderson Valley, in Elk, and Gualala, and Port Arena, and I will continue to represent
1: them when I'm elected. Thank you.
0: All right. That was John Redding. Next up is Mr. Ted Williams.
1: It's true. I do have some endorsements. Uh, SEIU, North Bay Labor, uh, Coast Democrats, Democratic Party of Mendocino County, uh, our sheriff, Matt Kendall. And, um, and I, I did reach out to the Republicans. Uh, I don't think that in a, in a nonpartisan race for running a county government that it's appropriate to create division. And so um, I, I welcome everyone to talk to me, no matter whether we agree, no matter what their political background, their place in life. Um, We're all here to make this county as strong as we can. And serving the office, I've I've learned the challenges inherent in running uh, county government. A lot of cases, the county acts as an agent for the state. We're handed mandates, usually not a lot of funds to pull off those mandates. And uh, without a stable progressive revenue stream, our county will continue to struggle with uh, too few resources to provide uh, the things we really do care about. Mendocino County is almost invisible to the state, like a lot of other rural counties. We're about one quarter of one percent of the state population. It's critical that we have strong relationships. I have good relationships with Senator Mike McGuire, Assemblymember Wood, Congressman Huffman, my colleagues at uh, CDSAC, work well with county employees, and I listen to constituents. I want to thank you for your ongoing support, spending an evening with me. And in closing, I would, I would ask for you to also support public radio. Times of emergency, it's this station that keeps us connected.
0: All right. Thank you both. Uh, that was Ted Williams. And before that, John Redding, your candidates for the 5th District of Mendocino County. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen, for participating here on KZYX. That concludes the debate. The election is June seventh of this year, 2022. For a full list of candidates and ways to vote and other election information, visit the elections page at mendocinocounty.org. And next week you can tune in here on KZYX at the same time for uh the third district candidates for supervisor uh debate, incumbent John Hashchak and challenger Clay Romero will be uh, in the same format and you will be uh, able to call in and uh, ask your questions as well at that time Um, this concludes we will now get back to our uh, our um, regularly scheduled programming I believe it's going to be the Great American Songbook coming up here just momentarily and uh, we will go in that with Dave Cash. Thank you very much, Alicia, for uh, for sitting in with me and being the timekeeper.
2: Thanks, W. Dan. That was fun.
0: Yeah, that was good. It's, uh, it's important that we vote, and it's important that we stay informed, even uh, if it's uh, especially so, excuse me, uh, at the local level. This is how we control what happens in our county or how we try and affect what happens. So I wholly encourage all of you to become informed and to vote Um, at all levels that's uh the pleasure and the privilege of the society that we live in and the representative democracy that we have these are the people who are addressing the needs that we have in this county so it's a serious consideration and it is uh, a privilege to hear from these gentlemen and candidates uh, not just gentlemen but this evening were gentlemen to uh who are interested in in uh being in positions of power in our county and uh power is something that we all need to have exerted for us and by us at times that's how we get our roads fixed that's how we address water issues that takes And you have the power with your vote. And I thank you very much for listening this evening. And uh, stay tuned to KZYX for all your listening needs. This is KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. This is Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. And a final word about uh, community radio and your support. It is so important, and your vote with your dollars helps us keep this station vital and healthy.:
2: This podcast was produced by KZYXFM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, local community radio from Mendocino County, California. If you enjoyed the program and you'd like to hear more, in Northern California you can tune in anytime to KZYX at 90.7 FM in Philo, KZYZ at 91.5 FM in Willits and Ukiah, and 88.1 FM in Fort Bragg. If you're listening to this podcast from further away, we also stream live 24 hours a day at kzyx.org, where you can hear our eclectic range of locally produced music, public affairs and news, along with daily state and national news programs and breaking news. You can also find out how to become a member to keep KZYX on the air. Thank you for listening.